0: Hello and welcome. This is Twenty One. Episode 17.2 Visible from Space? Last week we introduced the 17th wonder of the ancient world, the Great Wall of China. While the Great Wall of China is one of the most iconic structures on the planet today, the first installments of the Great Wall often get lost in history. The impressive wall which remains today was mostly built during the end of the medieval era, but we'll get to that a little later on. But the first two installments of the Great Wall were built by the first two dynasties of China, and were just as impressive as the wall which still stands today. The first emperor of China, Emperor Shi Huangdi, the man who constructed the terracotta army, is one of only two men in history to construct multiple wonders of the ancient world. His effort to join and reinforce the walls along his northern border was the most ambitious defensive project ever seen in history. When he came to power in 221 BC, he knew his empire was fragile. He had just conquered the other six major states in China, and the situation was incredibly tense. He couldn't afford attack from the north, not while he was attempting to pacify his newly unified country. So he ordered that his northern border be secured. By connecting, reinforcing, and expanding the walls that already existed, and constructing new walls to create one Great Wall. After he was defeated though, the Han Dynasty came to power in China. The Han Dynasty ruled for much longer than Shi Huangdi, and continued the wall project begun by the first emperor. The Han Dynasty wall extended further than any wall had in history, and it literally must have looked like it went around the world. It went all the way from the Silk Road in central China to near the Korean peninsula more than 5,000 miles away. This Great Wall was one of the most ambitious construction projects in history and required both out-of-the-box thinking and building techniques. And despite portions of this wall being built more than 2,000 years ago, there are some sections that are still standing today. But the Han Dynasty was not to last. After more than 400 years in power, from about 200 BC to about 200 AD, the Han Dynasty reached a similar place that the Roman Empire would reach about 200 years later. The Han Empire had grown too big for itself. The government could not contain it. The tribes and peoples on the fringes began raiding the empire. Internal strife and rebellions only added to the complexity of keeping the empire intact. Then, the unthinkable happened. The Great Wall was breached, and invaders came in from the north. This led to the destruction of the Han Empire and the end of Chinese dominance in the region, for now. The balance of power for the next thousand years went back and forth between the Mongol invaders from the north and the remnants of these Chinese empires to the south. That was until one man came to power. One man who would change the face of the world. He's in a category of historical persons with the likes of Alexander the Great and Napoleon. Men who changed history forever. And his name is Genghis Khan. Sadly, here in the West, we don't give Genghis Khan the credit he deserves someone once told me that if a bunch of western historians hadn't gotten their panties in a bunch Genghis Khan would be the greatest military mind ever it's amazing how history works like that today in history books Genghis Khan is merely a mention almost a footnote before moving on to quote unquote more important topics yet this does not nearly do him what he has deserved He was one of the greatest generals to ever lead an army and controlled one of the largest empires the world had ever seen the mongol empire would become the largest empire history had ever seen and has ever seen to this point it was bigger than alexander's empire bigger than the roman and bigger than the islamic caliphate empires genghis khan conquered most of china parts of modern-day russia and went all the way to the Caspian Sea in the west. He commanded possibly the greatest fighting force ever in history. And after his death, his men continued to expand the Mongol Empire, leaning heavily on the lessons he taught them. Their empire would control almost a fifth of all the land on the planet. The Mongol Empire stretched all the way from the Pacific Ocean in the east to the Persian Gulf in the south, and to the Danube River in the west. And just for clarification purposes, the Danube River is the same river that Emperor Trajan built his famous bridge over. An empire that size is almost unfathomable. I have some pictures up on the website of the extent of the Mongol Empire, just to try and help us understand how impressive it was the Mongols had the largest empire that the world had ever seen. But like all great empires and much like hot fire, while they consumed everything in their path, they burned out quickly. But their impact on the region and the areas that they conquered are still felt to this day. While modern Mongolia is a shadow of its former empire, the Mongols own a special place in history. But this is not a Mongol history podcast. After the fall of the Mongols during the 14th century, there was a power vacuum in Asia. And the Chinese were ready to put themselves back on the map. It began when a man named Zhu Yangzhang became the first Huangwu Emperor and the next Chinese ruler to found a dynasty. He was the first emperor of what would become known as the Ming Dynasty and he was determined not to let what had just happened in the last millennium or so happen again. The Great Wall would be repaired. No one would breach the wall again. He began to repair and rebuild much of the Great Wall. Many of the sections of the Great Wall had fallen into a state of disrepair during the Mongol years. Much of it was deep inside their borders, and as such... They didn't care about its defenses, and they cared just as little for Chinese history and heritage. So they let it rot. This is the main reason why almost none of the original Great Wall exists today. Just about all that is famous today was constructed sometime during the Ming Dynasty. The Ming Dynasty ruled China from 1368 to 1644, almost 300 years. And as impressive as the original wall was, the Ming Dynasty Great Wall was a whole different animal. This wall was the strongest, longest, and biggest of any of the Great Walls. But they didn't do anything different. They built it the exact same way that the original Great Wall had been built. They used the same dirt square technique to create the wall itself. Dirt and rubble would be loaded into the wooden box, trampled down until it was hard as stone, and then placed on top of one just like it until the wall reached the desired height. While this was the same as the original wall, the outer shell is where the difference was. The outer shell of the Ming Dynasty Great Wall was built out of stone and brick. The bricks that the Ming Dynasty made were of such good quality that they are very similar to bricks that we use in construction today. These bricks added another layer of security and strength to the wall, and gave it more stability. This was what the old wall was missing. The Ming Dynasty Great Wall was built across some of the most dangerous terrain in China. Through mountains and valleys, with angles of descent or incline around 75 degrees. This wall, just like the walls before it, were immensely difficult to build, and thousands of Chinese workers died building this wall. It is said that every inch of the Great Wall cost one Chinese man his life. If this is true, then that is a lot of men who died. The Ming Dynasty also built a large number of watchtowers along their wall more than that of the original Great Wall. The Ming were not going to let anybody sneak up on them, or let a message go unheard. With all these watchtowers, communication was important. But how would these towers communicate? It's not like there were cell phones or even phones of any kind to communicate with each other. But anyone who has seen Lord of the Rings will understand how long-distance outposts communicate They used fire at night and smoke during the day to send messages up and down the wall in record time. Different colored smoke or fire for different lengths of time or different intensities would mean different things. The commanders at the watchtowers would then relay the messages to his men. This was a very effective form of communicating simple messages over the incredibly long distance of the Great Wall. The completed wall was a big step for the security of the ming dynasty while the mongols and raiders were still a threat to their north the great wall all but ensured northern security this allowed the ming to take care of the internal strife which always seems to ail an empire but the ming dynasty great wall is beyond impressive depending on how you measure the great wall whether from end-to-end end or you include all the other natural barriers and double walls, the Ming Dynasty Great Wall stretches somewhere in between an incredible 4,000 and 5,500 kilometers, or 2,500 to 3,400 miles. I have maps up on the website of where the wall stretched to and from. The Great Wall of China was back, and just as impressive as before it started on the eastern end of the shanhai pass near Qinhuangdao, huangdao in the habai province next to the bohai sea it once spanned nine provinces and a hundred counties and as impressive as the great wall is to see even today i struggle to fathom the immensity of it however it would not be long before the great wall would become almost useless once more this time It was not a foreign power who invaded and dominated China. Instead, China would welcome the invaders who would thrust them aside and establish a new dynasty. This happened during the fall of the Ming Dynasty in the 17th century. The Ming Dynasty was in turmoil. A civil war was breaking out and one of the generals vying for power made a horrible mistake. Ming General Wu Sangui who had declared himself Emperor, opened the Great Wall to the Manchus in a deal whereby they would help him defeat rebels. The Manchus were Chinese but lived beyond the Great Wall. And instead of helping the Ming Dynasty defeat the rebels and retain their power, the Manchus overthrew the Ming Dynasty and established themselves on the Chinese throne. A new dynasty had begun. This would be called the Qing Dynasty, and their borders extended farther north than that of the Great Wall. This was the first time in history that Chinese control extended beyond the imposing wall. But this territorial expansion caused the Great Wall to fall into a state of disrepair once again. Fortunately though, this wall would not become lost to history. When the Chinese Republic came to power in 1912, the wall saw a new level of importance. While it would never be used for defense again, the wall would become an effective tool to control both immigration and emigration. But there wasn't much of an effort to preserve the wall. Not until the 1980s, when the Chinese government saw how much the Great Wall was becoming a tourist attraction, and how much revenue they could generate from it. It was made a unesco world heritage site in 1987 but its condition was deteriorating since then efforts have increased to try and preserve the wall but the historians and preservationists working on the wall are not optimistic they have said that the great wall is slowly crumbling which is understandable a wall made of dirt and rubble even standing for 500 years is incredibly impressive. It shows the genius of the Chinese engineers who built the wall and the toil of the thousands if not millions of men who worked on it. Today only about 372 kilometers of the Great Wall is stable enough to walk on. But before we leave the Great Wall of China there is one final question we have to answer. Is the Great Wall of China, in fact, visible from space? In short, the answer is no. But in order to understand this question, we first have to know where this question came from. The idea that the Great Wall was visible from space was first put forth by English essayist Sir Henry Norman, who wrote in 1895 that the wall was, quote, "...the only work of human hands on the globe visible from the moon." End quote. Now, it would be almost 80 years or so until humans landed on the moon, so I'm not sure why he made that assumption. But he based his assumption on the fact that we can see craters and other geographical features on the moon, so he assumed that something as impressive as the Great Wall would be visible from the moon. But this is not true. The moon is simply too far away to make out any structure on the surface. But what about from a low orbital position? Could the Great Wall be seen from there? Not with the naked eye, but with a little help, the Great Wall is visible. You don't need a high-intensity zoom camera to see it. While you can't make out any details of the Great Wall snaking through the mountains, you can see that something is definitely there. And if you know where to look, you can find it. I have some pictures up from the International Space Station on the website that show the Great Wall. These pictures, I realize, don't show much of anything of the Great Wall. Again, you have to know where to look. The Great Wall of China is one of the most audacious construction projects ever attempted. The total numbers and facts about the Great Wall of China are honestly hard to believe. If you include the six dynasties who worked on the Great Wall, the total length is 21,196.18 kilometers, or 13,170.7 miles. This includes all the side walls, circular walls, parallel walls, and sections with no wall, which were high mountains or rivers that formed a natural barrier. These sections of terrain were always included In the total distance of the Great Wall. The average height of the Great Wall is around 8 meters or 26 feet. One section even has bullet holes in it, showing that the last battle to take place near the Great Wall was not that long ago. The Great Wall of China stretches beyond the mountains, deserts, and plains of northern China. It stretches back into history, connecting the past with the future. The Great Wall is on the short list of wonders of the world today, and is on just about everyone's list for seven wonders of history. Built in stretches from the 3rd century BC to the 17th century AD, the Great Wall of China is beyond impressive. These two episodes don't do it justice. You could spend a whole podcast on the history of the Great Wall. But we have other wonders to get to so we can't spend that kind of time here. While often not thought to be an ancient wonder, the Great Wall of China is more than deserving its place on this list. The next wonder of the ancient world was built by the only other man other than Emperor Shi Huangdi to construct multiple wonders of the ancient world. Shi Huangdi had the Terracotta Army and the Great Wall. This man... King Nebuchadnezzar had the Ishtar Gate as one, and the most elaborate gardens in the world as the other. Built in Babylon, one of the most famous cities in history, this next wonder was built to appease his new wife. However, this next wonder has more mystery surrounding it than fact. And some, in fact, wonder if this wonder even existed at all, or if it is purely A legend of history.